is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. We are hosted by myself and the outlandish Louis Fox. That's right. You used outlandish already. Oh, did I? That's and fine. the blithe Louis you Fox. Blithe well. <laughs> and the chirpy Louis Fox. There you go. Chirpy's hey, hey. the new All one. Right. There you go. So I got to remember to erase these things. And we are in studio. We have someone in in the basement, a very funny man, Mr. Kermit Apio. Hello. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not chirpy. That's, <laughs> no, you're are you, definitely not true. Yeah, you're a little blithy, I feel like. <laughs> I, I could be blithy. You're more blithy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming and being here, man. Thank I you very it. much for having me. Not only am I fans of both of you, yeah, I don't well, see either I, of you enough. I so agree. This is great. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, today I'm excited because we have my favorite comic in the Northwest here wow. coming to the house. Oh, so. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really yeah. And he's going to leave right before you get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> She'll be like, this Kermit does not exist. <laughs> she doesn't meet a lot of the guests there. In and out before she gets here. So we have to take a picture and put it on the fridge so you know. Oh, that. there you go. <laughs> like you sponsored a comic? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the fridge comic? The amount of comedians that have slept in this base, in this room right here. Is, oh, uh, you know. There's a ton of talent has slept in this room. Yeah, I don't let them sign the walls like Johnny Carson's right, house. Right, right, sure. Yeah. You've been doing comedy over 30 years now? No, not not quite thirty. Uh, almost thirty from my first open mic. Wow! Uh, December wow. in this December will be thirty since my first open mic. I quit my day job in ninety one, May of ninety one. So I just passed twenty eight years. What wow. was your day job before you started doing? Stand-up? I was working for United Airlines. I was actually counting liquor bottles. <laughs> Like the little tiny ones? Yes, the tiny ones. The big ones, too. But yes, yes. You know those carts that come yeah, by? Yeah. When they come off the plane, they would come to me. I would take the liquor out and count it and make sure it's all, that the flight attendants had the same numbers in there. And wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I had to do an inventory and make sure all those thousands of bottles came out even so that they can know I didn't steal any. Now, when you're on United Now and they come by with a little card, do you like give them like, hey, <laughs> That's right. I used to count those. I used to work on those. <laughs> I used to be you big. take out an employee badge from 1990. <laughs> I'm responsible for some of this. <laughs> well, it's all loosey-goosey now. Like, if you're up there and you're like, oh, I'm in premium, I'll have a double whatever, and they give you eight little bottles, and you're like, that's for a double, not yeah. an octuple. Well, now yeah. they open it. They don't just give it to you. They open it for you so you can't take it off the flight yeah like right. i couldn't screw it right. back on and yeah. put it in my pocket <laughs> right right <laughs> but now it's all it's all private companies it used to be uh, I, I was actually working for united airlines ah. and then and then they sort of realized hey we don't need to pay people's health care let's just you know so they so they they went the whole thing went to uh private they sold off the department uh uh, three years after I quit to do comedy, so win for me. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, you didn't get a sweet severance package. <laughs> Maybe that's why they they switched. <laughs> you, you left. They're like, geez, we don't know how many bottles we have. So <laughs> one guy in the world qualified to do this. <laughs> so yeah, so they they went to uh, all private companies. So everybody has a, kind of their own way of doing things. So it is weird. Yeah, you're from Hawaii originally. Yes, and you and moved raised. you moved here for college. Yep, or? I went to went to UW. What 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 was the uh, how come not like the University of Hawaii? Did you want to get away from home? Or? Oh yeah yeah. Only yeah. college that offered a, a bottle counting degree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> my passion. Did you have family here, or were you just like no? I knew I wanted to go to the mainland. I had I think three or four colleges that that ex, that I wanted to go to, and I just sort of 
right around July, I decided to come here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a late decision. But uh, What were the other things that were in the running? Colorado Boulder was the other okay. big one. I, yeah. I, got, I got into the University of Colorado. and They have a program where you can count Coors as it comes <laughs> off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do beer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I and, uh, specialize in little, <laughs> little liquor. <laughs> and uh, uh, Loyola Marymount in L.A. Oh, nice. So, yeah. You play ukulele. You're a wedding aficionado. I just love hanging Aficion. out at weddings. <laughs> I, I just I study the weddings. <laughs> I, I show I up and very, I, I've got a blog. Yeah, I, I find opinions. out who's who. <laughs> you know, you need more little liquor bottles. <laughs> I calculate percentages on who's going to catch the bouquet. I figure all these things out. I need to know it all. Efficient, <laughs> right? Don't you efficient, efficient, efficient. Yeah. Yes. And so you've been doing you've been doing that only for a year now, right? Is no, that no, just I've for been fun? doing that for uh, like Jen Saunderson, very funny yeah, comedian yeah. who yeah. used to be from here. I did their wedding, and that was two years ago, three years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. When someone calls you to do that, do they ask you to write material for the? ceremony itself not or? yet for the most part no one's asked me to be a comedian it's been a separate thing gotcha. and uh and as a matter of fact the two i did this summer were both based around that they were doing a hawaiian theme and that's where my name came up not oh, comedy cool. they that, that i'm a hawaiian musician i played some music before the thing and then and then did the ceremony oh, so the, nice. yeah they're, they're hawaiian based get the yes. full package yeah yeah I, I did hawaiian music and then did the ceremony and a little bit of hawaiian music afterwards for both of them so, wow yeah yeah because like sometimes i'll get emails for weddings and i'm like i don't think that's what you want yeah. Yes. Like a, I, I agree. A show about me at your wedding is like a horrible idea. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. Is that my like I talk about marriage and and you know and that kind of thing in, in my show, but it's my marriage. It's my yeah. life. You don't want to hear about that. And and also too, on the day you're getting married, you don't want to hear those stories because those are stories about someone who's been with his wife for twenty something <laughs> years. You don't want to hear some those bitterness stories. Involved. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's not it's not pure bitterness, but there's a little bit of like you know. <laughs> You're, we're being a bit annoying to each other, you know, that kind of thing. So so I would rather avoid it because my act is about me, and that's yeah. the last thing this day should be about. Totally. Yeah. And you don't want to be responsible for ruining someone's yeah. day, well, you know, if it goes yeah. bad. There's a local comic. Uh, he uh, He's an officiant mm-hmm. as well, and yes. I think he roasts you as part of the ceremony. Oh, that's funny. And I think that's what you pay for. That's hilarious. Oh, gotcha. So he writes custom material yeah. about the two of them or the family? Yeah, about Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I don't know. That that's like a flip of the coin. <laughs> like, you'd have to have some serious confidence to go in there to people you don't know on their special day and be like, <laughs> "By the way, Jenny, you know you look like you barely squeezed into those <laughs> that tuxedo." Like I don't know, man. Oh, that's so funny. That's bold, dude. Yeah, I, I'm glad you went with the Hawaiian theme wedding because uh, mine was a rent in Washington theme. <laughs> so what a coincidence this is. Good night, everybody. Uh, so what drew you to comedy in the first place? I always enjoyed comedy. If mm. I if I had a good week where I didn't get in trouble, my mom would let me stay up to watch Carson on Fridays. And uh, I didn't get a lot of the jokes, but I just knew this was enjoyable to watch. It was mm. fun. So I've always been a comedy fan. And then in high school and in college, whenever I had a chance in like creative writing classes to do something humorous, I would try. And it wasn't always funny, but I'd always try and do something funny. And then when I was working for United, there was a guy who did open mic and occasionally got paid gigs on, on the day shift. And so he took me to open mic a couple of times. So it all started from there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And does that guy still do comedy or? Uh, rarely. Not not as much anymore. That guy's he... name is Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what ever happened. What to him. happened to that guy? <laughs> Poor guy. But it, yeah, so it was, he took me twice and I hung out 
That was a great experience because now you can find out so much information before you ever go to an open yeah. mic. Back then, you didn't know. You know mm-hmm. what it was. You heard about open mics. Maybe yeah. you saw one. So he took me twice. And then the third time, he said, he said, hey, why don't I just sign you up? I think because he knew I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But I was so scared. And I, I remember uh, you know, everybody did five minutes. And I remember saying, well, what if I don't have five minutes? And he goes, say goodnight. Get off the yeah. stage. He goes, don't just that's not a there. mandatory five. That's the maximum, right? And he, you know, he said it to me like, like I should have known that. Like, I didn't know. You do a three-minute set and just stand yeah. there for two minutes. Still got two minutes. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. I feel like that's a long time for a beginner. Like, sometimes it, it I'll was. still do an open mic and it's three minutes and it, I'll run out of stuff in yeah, three yeah, minutes. Yeah. And I was like, ah. Yeah. It is. It, five was kind of long, but but a lot of them were people who did open mic every week, and and and, and working comics would always come. That's one thing that's very different uh, now. Back then, working comics, if you were in town, you went over to the open mic. So you, mm-hmm. so the last maybe eight people on the show were people who were working comics, working on new stuff. So five was not a problem. Yeah, for them, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I feel like probably back then the list was a lot shorter. It like was. now, like I went to an open mic maybe a year ago, and it was like. 35 comics yeah. and you're like 29th you're like I don't even know do yeah. I wait around do I come back in three hours <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah when I saw it was 15 yeah. you know 15 comics and about maybe 30 which would, would show up so you that's know, wasn't crazy yeah so speaking of Carson you won the great American comedy festival I did that's a huge title that's yeah. amazing it is it is amazing my goal was to make the finals it's comics from all over the country and they and it's it's held in Carson's hometown yeah and I just wanted to make the finals because there was a bunch of industry that were flying in the day of finals, mm. ah. and so that was my, my goal. So I was so just happy to be I made seen the finals. By the people, the, yeah. yeah, and then and then got very you know got lucky and, and made it made a decision that I I brooded over for a couple hours and I made a decision and the decision paid off. So mm. what um, was the decision? A couple nights before, uh, we had there there was a during during one of the prelim nights. I wasn't on that night, but. The uh, they had a tornado siren, which I most of us the comics we're from most of us were from coasts. We never really yeah. And it was funny because people just sort of calmly stood up and walked out to their cars. That's and then, crazy. And uh, you know who's on stage? Roger Lazola used to live here yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Roger was on stage when it happened. Everybody just kind of and so they they kept us in the theater because you don't want to be in the theater because anything with uh, like a wide roof is dangerous, mm. right? But the, the, the green room area was all cinder block, and it's a protected – I don't forget what they call it. but, <laughs> but it's shelter. It's, yes, yes, exactly right. So they put us in there, and it, so it was kind of – we're joking, but everybody kind of was a little scared, they right? they just take the comics, or they take everyone? No, no, the there. comics, okay. just the comics. Everybody else had gone in the cars and gone home. And so anyway, I wrote some jokes about it, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to do it for the finals. Ah. And I was really scared. I'm like, well, man, if, I, if it eats it, my first yeah. minute yeah. is terrible, you know. And then I realized, wait a minute. Look at all these talented comics, many of whom are on TV like right now. What am I worried about? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. there's no. Yeah. And so I, I did it, and it literally killed. I bet. And, and the main line was was I said because uh, I, I made some jokes about a bunch of comedians in 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 a in a green room theater while everybody leaves. Like that's you know, but the one joke is I said I said I was talking about being in my hotel room, and I said. I said, hey, if uh, if you're gonna put one of those, uh, you know, those maps on the bottom left hand corner of the TV screen, uh, you know, where they where they have the yep. different colors going across, yeah, yeah, you know, and I said, tell me where I am, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just got this huge yeah. laugh, and so I tagged that a few times, and then sort of slid that into material about being from Hawaii, 
you know, which yeah. is like a natural. Yeah. yeah. They want it really working for me. So That's I, great. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And bad. now your picture is in the Johnny Carson Museum. I know, which is crazy. It's amazing. And yeah. I, I, when I, I did the fair there and I went to the museum and I saw your picture, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really, and they, they treat you so well. They, they just, they're so happy. It's a small town, man. Yeah. And once a year, comedians from all over the country come hang out and there's celebrities there. It's for pretty the, interesting because yeah. like, you know, I'm on the sort of tail end of Johnny Carson's career. I know him because I study comedy. You know, I'm into comedy. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people a little bit younger than me probably yeah. don't know who yeah. he is. They, he never had an impact on their life. And so I fear for this museum. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. And, yeah. Well, there are, there are people now who Letterman hasn't impacted them, which is amazing for me to think about. To think that they they haven't seen David they Letterman. They haven't really seen Well, like oh, my wow. daughter's 15 and she barely knows who Conan is. Oh, that That's hurts. That's crazy. That hurts. Yeah. He's still on wow. TV, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's he's on deep cable now. <laughs> right, and half an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you got to watch at least nine programs before you get to him. I have to watch three different YouTube channels yeah. before yeah. I can watch the clip. And then solve a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today, you, I mean, you tour all over the place. You've been in comedy festivals all over the world, in New Zealand, in Israel. Are you still doing comedy festivals, or are you just mostly, you know, I know you uh, open up for Brian Regan. Are you headlining theaters? I mean, are you uh, doing a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I'm not headlining theaters. That's not really okay. part of what I do. But I mean, I'm not... not <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll, no, edit the, I, I'll edit did, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, like, did like, I make that sound like I don't want that to be the case? Like, no, no, that's, no. That's not by my choice. <laughs> write the editor that's not here. the business plan at all. <laughs> Does it really say... No, I just the, I think oh, okay. I added that. Okay. So, but but no, I, I do, I do. I'm, I'm very lucky, and you guys know this, to be able to do different types of gigs, right? I can do comedy clubs, but I can also do a corporate event. I yeah. can always do, you know, I've done corporate events with both of you, so mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to have different things, you know, because because our careers are a jigsaw puzzle, man. And if you Absolutely. just have it as one thing, it's really difficult. That's anything in show business. One thing fluctuates. It does. It has good Absolutely. moments. It has bad moments. Yeah. So, so I'm very lucky to be able to do different types of gigs, whether they be comedy clubs, corporate, cruise ship. If you can balance it out with with a bunch of different things, man, it really helps. And then, like you said, in the summer, music and uh, wedding officiating, which neither of those make as much co- money as comedy, but at least it's you know some cash in the summer. Well, and I'm sure know. it d- having a diverse interest, right? Like yeah. that just helps helps your creativity. It's like it's always going. It's always. Yeah. In perpetuating, it's yeah. always going forward, regardless if it's music or writing or stand up. And so, when when do you perform like your music? Like, are you in a group or you do solo? I stuff? I do have or? some stuff with a group, um, but I do a lot of solo stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of just you know, uh, somebody has a little Hawaiian themed event, and I just go out and play two three hours of music, and and sort of in the background, I've had uh, I did a show in Eugene where where they actually put on these concerts, and they. A musician does two sets, and they have me do. I do comedy for a half an hour, and then oh, that's uh, gonna be awesome. And then do yeah. a music set, an hour, an hour, hour fifteen music set afterwards. And I, I just did that for the third time a few weeks ago. So it's, so it's, is it better to do the comedy first yeah. and the music? <laughs> second? Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> you're better at the comedy, or because um, they'll stick around. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Tell some more jokes. Well, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's the thing is that the comedy I'm more comfortable when I start doing the music. I, I actually say. Like just remember what you saw earlier. That's my day job. So you'll hear mistakes in this show, <laughs> right? So don't start. You know, I mean, you, you don't want to establish like oh, that's when, you're, when you're not doing comedy. They're like, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, you're watching me play guitar, going, dude, is this how you make a living? 
<laughs> so and it and also too comedy warms up for, for yeah really well for music you know and and then anything you do in the music even if you make a couple of mistakes in the music I like that you're the own opener for your own band. That's Not normally. Fantastic. This is the only this is the only gig where I do that because I normally keep keep the two things separate. I don't do a musical comedy. I don't. Yeah. Um, but that one gig, it's it, they have a lot of Hawaiian musicians, so people are there to watch Hawaiian music. And then I come up, and for those who don't know who I am, I'm doing comedy for the first half hour. It's kind of cool. It's a, it's a nice novelty for that. Show. Well, I think we just solved the riddle of your headline theater show. <laughs> right there. I think we just came up with it right there. Yeah. I did do one corporate where they didn't quite tell people what it was. They just said, well, we have some entertainment at the event, yeah. right? And so they asked me to play music during the, the meal, and then they'd introduce me. And I said, sure, that's fine. I mean, they paid me more, so I set up, and I played music while they were eating and everything. And then I, I went and changed into, uh, you know, blazer and, you know, something I wear for comedy. And they introduced me and they came up and there was literally this feeling like, that's the guitar guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't think about it. Like, he, they're right. They're like, wait, we have one guy doing everything here? <laughs> he's gonna be, he's Is he gonna, busting he's tables doing the wedding later yeah, too. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and normally you can warm up a crowd in five, seven minutes, right? It took me 10 oh, 15 minutes to get them to even like, to oh, trust. He is a comedian. Yeah. Like this. And I realized that, comedy has this sort of stigma because everybody can talk right yep. so comedy has a stigma like you better prove you're a comedian well it's even harder when they just watch you play guitar for yeah. an hour I had a guy open up for me I did a, an event in the Tri-Cities this is a comedy night and uh, they're like we're going to have this guy open he, sir, he's done some open mics he works at the venue <laughs> I'm like okay cool you know and he, he literally was wearing his cook chef outfit <laughs> he was literally working at the like they didn't even give him the night off he was working that night and like he did he opened up like five minutes like wearing the white thing. i was like oh shoot me in the face oh that's so funny <laughs> yeah what what's next for you like what do you want to what's the goal for kermit apio oh there's no goals anymore are you kidding me it's <laughs> It's like asking someone who's treading water, which direction you're swimming. <laughs> I, no, <Up>. I, <laughs> you, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I realize that when you when you reach a certain age, a lot of the comics who you know get on TV now, you, you should be younger because most of the audience watching these shows are younger, yeah. right? So I get it. So having said that, it's really been a great run, man. I've had a a great career, and and I'm glad to keep the calendar busy, man. I'm really lucky that for 28 years I've been able to keep it, keep it, you know. And so, uh, so yeah, I don't know that there. I must say, joke about it. I don't know that that there are officially goals right now, other than to keep working and um, keep trying to figure out if there is another thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is now, you know. But every once in a while, you sit and write something that isn't a stand-up and see what it is, and and but who knows, right? Yeah, you know. So that's kind of where I am now with as far as with where the next steps are the next steps are are, are to be defined or uh just kind of keep the calendar busy you know yeah so the first time i ever worked with you okay we worked uh roadside casino in everett the time we both had a gold saturn that we drove yes yeah <laughs> yes so i walk out afterwards and you're trying to get into my car oh, like, that's right you're like my key's not working <laughs> yeah because that's my car suddenly there's all these magic props in the back of yeah. my car <laughs> who knew i had a ventriloquist doll too i forgot my that. set was so bad someone broke into my car put magic props inside so and this is what you need you know a little bit like after each other my so. car a van yes and then his car. so we're uh, parked in the yeah, same yeah. area yeah 
Plus, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. You take all those things and add them together. It was so funny. And and yes, and I at that point I hadn't even like I didn't even thought to look in the windows and see. If, I didn't even think it wasn't my car. Yeah. Begin to me because this is it's an yeah. SL1, that weird gold color. Who else would be cheap yeah. enough to not get a, get a paint job? I forgot about that. Yeah. Man. Oh man, we cracked up. We didn't even know each other. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And he's watching this this comedian break into his car. <laughs> I, I, I watch for a couple. So let's see where this goes. <laughs> Am I going to fight with the comedian I just worked with? <laughs> so, being on the road for twenty five years or so, is do you have any like like weird road stories of like shows that have gone horrific or have? Uh, Yielded weird, weird encounters after or. Okay. So here's, here's when I was doing a college tour. It was a crazy call. Co- it was right after I quit my day job mm. and it was 26 states. I did, I did a 90 something colleges in, in four Jeez. months or something. Wow. Yeah. It was five. It was hard. That tour was hard yeah, because bet. it was, you do a show the next morning drive or the night before, if you had too many hours to drive, uh, drive to the next town. And then do a show there. And the worst thing about these shows is that it wasn't just a stand-up show. You do an hour stand-up, so three comics doing 20 minutes. And then it's the Make Me Laugh show where you have to bring somebody up. And if you can, if they cannot laugh at you for, for a minute each, they get a T-shirt. Oh, uh, God. And it was awful. Because if the show brutal. went bad, which some college shows do go poorly, you then had to like bring them up. Do you get to select the person? I that... didn't. I, I didn't like doing it. So it was the person who was kind of the quote unquote manager of the show he would gotcha. do it he would find the person and if the show was bad they would just sit there and literally just stare at you and because you didn't oh, make them laugh earlier yeah, so there's totally. no there's no potential of them laughing and so you, but you have to be up there for a minute there's literally a clock and a bell <laughs> that's that would the go longest off. minute ever it's the <laughs> longest minute ever and on top of that you don't just do stand up because you've just done stand up so we the, you, you can do stand up but it never worked so they there was a big trunk of props so you would do <laughs> you would bring out props and do and, and come up with prop bits Okay, so that's so that's the tour. Oh, and also too, it's in a van with the same three people, twenty four seven. So five to six of these a week. So you're driving all over the yeah. country. The great thing is, I got to see places I would never. I was I was from Hawaii, man, and yeah. I, you know I'd been living yeah. in Seattle. I had not seen this country that way. Totally. It was amazing. We get to Waco, Texas, Baylor, <laughs> and we find out we're it's it's a it's a day gig, and nooners are usually in a cafeteria, yeah. which yep. they suck. And they're brutal. Oh, people yeah. are people are they have their study group right yeah. in front of you, and they're trying. They got a big test in an hour, and you're sitting there yelling at them yeah. through a speaker. And then halfway through, they get up and leave, and then a whole another group comes. Yes, and yeah. yes, yeah. And then there's the guy who's eating a sandwich as he walks right in front of the stage, stops, <laughs> stares at you, takes another bite of the sandwich, and then walks away. <laughs> that guy I, was in many many of these shows. So we figured. Nooner, we get there. It's a Renaissance festival. <laughs> they forgot they booked us. So they're going to put us in the Renaissance festival oh, somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, now, so now the way the festival is set up is that it's this rotation of movement. So there's jousting over here and really like, like they're jousting for yep. real. And then a sword fighting thing. And then people move over here. And over here we have, you know, so all the different kind of Renaissance fair things. But there's this one tent where there's a guy and the whole, half the tent was him and these six falcons sitting on, on yeah. perches, right? So they said, we're going to put you guys here. So we literally have to set up our stuff. Was that the guy you had to make laugh? One of of the Falcons? Okay, so here's, so we're there pretty early. So we set everything up. And then we always had this pre-show music, which is always kind of R&B, you know, kind of, of, you know, stuff to get people to come. Like, hey, we're having a show. 
So we're kind of off to the side talking to some people, and all of a sudden our sound sounds really weird. Like we're like we thought something like some weird feedback, high treble stuff. And we look over there, and the guy from the Falcons is sitting there just doing all these buttons on our soundboard. And we're running over there, and we go, "Hey, what are you doing? You're scaring my Falcons!" <laughs> and we're like, "What? You're scaring my Falcons!" And the Falcons are sitting there on the tree. They're they're not moving. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. And we go, okay, well, dude, you can't just, well, I'm turning this off because he can't, and he's so pissed off at us. And so now one of the guys on the tour with us is this little Italian dude who, who just, he's five foot five and Italian and, and has his whole life is fought because he's small, right? Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden I think we're going to get in a fist fight with the Falconer. <laughs> the it's Renaissance Falcon guy. Falcons. Right, right. That's what, that's what exactly he's going to release. He's going to release them, attack, and then I'm going to have to like put my arms in front of my face and run around. That's exactly what I was thinking. So now, because this thing is set up, so you go to this part, this part, and this part. Nobody's coming here except they want to see the Falcons, and then they they look at the Falcons and they leave. Right. So nobody's staying. So now they start telling their friends. Oh, and by the way, now we're an hour past what showtime? So about forty five minutes past mm. what showtime's supposed to be. Nobody's there. Yeah. So finally, they start going over to where everybody wants to be at the jousting and telling their friends, "Guys, can you come watch the comedy? We have a comedy show." <laughs> what are they seeing? Nothing. So, so they're now kind of just doing a favor for their friends. So they're pissed. So we get twelve people, and and we and they we start the show. And uh, the guy who was managing the thing, he always tried to be positive. But me and the other guy, me and the Italian guy, we, we were like, by that point, we had been on the road for three and a half months. We were we were exhausted yeah, yeah. And, and frustrated and angry. And he goes, okay, so we're each going to do, uh, do our 20 minutes. And I go, nope, I'm not doing 20 minutes. There's no way. I'm doing about 10. Yeah. And and the other guy goes, yeah, me too. And he goes, no, we have to do an hour. Goes, nope. Not, <laughs> like, nope. We're already an hour nope, behind. Doing, right. That's yeah. exactly right. And so I said, no, nope, we've been waiting around for two hours. Uh, I'm doing 10 minutes. Yeah. And so we do our stand-up to obviously what is not going to be good. It's 19 kids who were yeah. forced by their friends, begged by their friends to come watch this show. So then we got to the Make Me Laugh. And it was pathetic. It was <laughs> it was so painful. It was so painful. I didn't feel the pain. That's how bad it was. Like, I was numb to like, okay, oh. this is so horrible. There's It's not even a like, oh, that was a bad gig. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is beyond bad gig. So, so at one point, it was the funniest thing. Cause uh, I do I do some stupid thing and I tried I gotta admit I tried for a minute nothing so I, I introduced George oh. the Italian guy he comes out he literally brings out a, he had a we had a newspaper in the van he had gone and got it he brings out a chair sits sits across from the the guy and he just sits and reads his newspaper <laughs> like to himself <laughs> he just it's it's quiet nobody knows what's going on so Andre goes what's happening I don't know I, and so Andre looks through the little our little curtain thing and he goes George do something. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> All of a sudden, bing. He goes, hey, congratulations. And he walks off stage. <laughs> I love it. I know. And he was a veteran. I was young. And I just, I'm still trying to please and everything. It was the worst gig, man. We, it got to the point where, because you rotate in order. So when I came out as third, I literally brought a t-shirt out. Yeah. I, I, I came out with me. I go, here, you're going you're gonna to win this. So I'm just going to stand over let's, here. Let's do 30 seconds. And I just, I just yeah. did some jokes to the audience, and they were staring at me. And, and it was just the most. But I literally gave him the shirt before I started. So do you look at Falcons the same after this? <laughs> Can you is go this, to the zoo? Is, do you have, like, trauma around Or, or this? the Ren Fair? Oh, so, so the Italian guy, he started doing this whole bit about how, how uh, uh, different ways to cook Falcon. <laughs> And the, and the kids are like, what is he talking? Like, oh, he's making fun of those Falcons over there. He didn't realize, they didn't know all that happened. Of course. Yeah. He was just doing it to make me laugh behind the screen. Yeah. And I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I recently did a show in um, the Juan de Fuca Festival out in Port Angeles. Yeah. And the guy before me was a guitar 
guy. He was great, but in between every song, he would just do these really dark monologues. Like he was like, <laughs> you know, he's like, I was a substitute teacher, and I used to show picture like Hitler's paintings to the kids and ask them what they thought. And then they'd say they like him. And then I told them that it was Hitler. Oh, and then man. I'd listen. And like everyone was like that. Like, oh. ah, this song's about a family that was murdered in Surprise, Arizona, which I thought was ironic. <laughs> but when I came out, I made all these jokes about him. <laughs> but I realized people weren't there for his, for my, people right. didn't see right. both. That's exactly right. Like, yeah. And so I'm just doing these jokes for that I thought were funny. And the people are just like, what the hell? Why does he keep talking about Hitler and Stalin? And the, the musician was the worst show. <laughs> oh, like, man. It was such it's, a disconnect. It's, when they're not there to see comedy, it's, it's, it's a whole different uh, ballgame, right? Yeah. Because everything is proving yourself. Yep. Even, even if you start to get laughs, you still have to prove yourself. Yeah. It's such, such a bizarre feeling. Like I, the only time I get nervous now is when I go on to like a, a corporate event where I know it's going to be a challenge to get them. Like, you know, there's a huge gap yes. between me and yes. the audience. The dance or, floor. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like yeah. there's some sort of weird presentation beforehand or they're like. The CEO goes, we've never had him before. Let's hope he's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No doubt. <laughs> this is the this is the mu- music guy coming up next to do some stand-up. I was doing a, I was doing a, a corporate gig with Rodney Sherwood one time. And um, Rodney was going on first. And the guy said, the guy said all right, I'll introduce you guys. And. And uh, yeah, and he, I don't know if he was CEO, but he was kind of a, you know, a big guy in the, yeah. in the, you know, and we said, oh, great. That'd be great. Cause it does help when someone introduces you, it gets everybody to listen. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him and bring it up and bring it, bring you up. And, and then, and then Rodney was going to bring me up. Right. So, he, so, uh, he goes, he goes, what do you want me to say? Rodney writes out an intro, right? The guy goes up and he goes, all right, all right, we're starting comedy. Uh, this guy seemed like a good guy, Roger Sherman. <laughs> and he walks off stage. Seems like a good dude. <laughs> And he yeah, says, showed me some weed in the parking lot. Yeah. It was solid. And he says, Roger Sherman. And I'm standing next to Rod and I go, I, I think he just introduced I think you. that's you. And he was. He just walked off, walked to his table. Like that was the wow. intro. Yeah. And, and people were still talking and kind of doing. What yeah, a nightmare. Really... Yeah, that's the tough part where you come, like the introduction is like, they don't get them to turn around. Yeah. People are still yeah. like, you know, talking and mingling and you're like, hey, look <laughs> at me. It's us. That's the, the only time I still get stressed well, out. Well, what, what I'll always do, and I know it, it's, it makes me sound like a diva, but what I'll always do is just point these things out. Like, you know, I, I don't, don't have me on while they're eating. Yeah. Because even if they're enjoying the jokes, they're still going to eat. No, no, they'll laugh. Like, no, they won't. Yeah. I've done many of these. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if you could have an intro, then that saves me about eight minutes of getting them to focus. Absolutely. You know, I can, I can start getting them immediately and, and all these kind of little things. And if they go, if they say things like, well, we have to have you doing dinner because we have awards after. And I, and I will say, that's fine. Just know that I told you this. Yes. And just know that the, that whether they saw me live or the video you saw online, just know that those were done with these things in mind. Yeah. When right? people the videos were, you saw of me. Didn't have their mouths full of yes. stuff. Yes. And I'll, and I always say like, just so, just so you know, I've said it and that, and, uh, yeah, smart. and, and, yeah. they'll, and they'll always say like, eh, that's fine. That's fine. This is the way we want to do it. Okay, great. Just know <laughs> that I'm trying hard. I'm not going to tank the show. I'm yeah. going to do the best I can. And it might work. The show might work, but I'm telling you, it's going to be harder yeah. this way. And then when, when, when it happens, a lot of times they'll say, you were right. We're sorry. We did. I don't think that makes you, it, I think it might give you the appearance of a diva, but I think you're just looking 
out for them, like to have the well, best yeah. result in their investment. Look, if you if you hired a, a a famous chef to come to your you know your company event and cook, and, and the chef said, "Well, I need a little bit of saffron," and you go, "What about pepper? <laughs> Just use pepper. We have a lot of that." Like you don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, we we kind of know how these things work. Yeah, we, yeah. we've done them for years, yeah. and and so we're not we're not trying to make it difficult by going on after dinner. Is it doesn't you know. I don't. I get no pleasure out of telling people to change their schedule, but I also want the show to work. Yeah, and if we can make it work, it's gonna be great. Well, I I do a casino in Northern California, and I do their awards thing every other year. And the first year I did it, they go, it goes dinner, awards, everyone leaves, and you do your show. And that's like how the lady explained it to me. <laughs> and whoever's left, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, it's pretty full now, but there'll be about twenty-five percent of people left." I'm like, "And Why those are the do... people who've just been drinking the whole time." Because <laughs> <laughs> they, the not, they legally just... can't drive home. <laughs> so I go, "Why don't you put the awards after with the everyone gets their, yeah, their yeah. bonus?" Yeah. And she's like, "We've never done it that yes. way. Yes. Do you think yeah. it'll work?" No, I'm blown. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, they will stay through the show <laughs> to, to get, get their the, money, to get their bonus." <laughs> so, so I love the idea that you think that will work because them leaving seems to work well for us. <laughs> yeah. You think your idea is going to help? It's so funny. Like, how could it be worse than a bunch of people leaving? Like, that's yeah. the worst. That's it's so funny. Man. And then they every year ever since then though they've changed it to where they there do you the go. Awards. And they keep right. having you back. That's yeah. the way to do it. I did. I did one where uh, where she said, "Oh, that was great." Like, hardly anybody left, and I said, "Well, yeah, that is a good thing." She goes, "Because they normally do." <laughs> and I went, well, that's not good. You shouldn't have a... It's good feedback. Like, it's you shouldn't good. Have a, and I'm glad she didn't tell me that before the show, because I would have been Just in bag mode. Up, by the end, when you finish, there's probably going to be nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but she, t- she told me that usually half the people leave when, before the entertainment starts so they can head back to the hotel's and start partying yeah you know and, and so yeah so it was so funny because uh you know she she just sort of said it as this sort of aside she didn't realize how much she was communicating to yeah me. like it really is she meant it as a compliment That's a, a very huge nice compliment one. It's, it's a nice compliment these but guys it also, are walkers and they stay yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. but but like you said like you said we there are things you can do to kind of make yeah. it so they'll sit and stay yeah. and they're not hard yeah you know well, I've done a million of those gigs where it's like the scenario itself is bad. That's really what contributed to the show being bad. And then it's like that awkward, like you're apologetic when you're collecting the check. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry it didn't work out the way you wanted it. You know? One time, one time this this uh, guy comes up. He says, oh, we have a very funny comedian. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's great. And by the way, Kermit's his real name. He talks about it in the show. Uh, and he says, t- uh, he talks about how... Let me joke that he's going to say. No, no. He talks about how... What was it again? Oh, yeah. So he was in, when, when, he's, when he's in school and uh, and and uh, and, the, and the teacher says... And I'm sitting there going, dude, dude. And, and, and the teacher, you know, and they, they, they say the names and then she would say his names and all the, all the other kids are like, yeah, we're not going to get teased. <laughs> and the, and I'm just sort of going, what are you doing? And he goes, he's like, oh. give me another one, give and, me another and, one. Well, that's what, then he started another joke. Oh. He started, and he goes, oh, and he does this other thing. And I go, I go, hey, just bring me up, just bring me up. Like, and everybody started laughing. You're taking the mic away like, from him. Put me in coach. <laughs> yeah, right. And people started laughing because they could see me. Like, wait, dude, you're literally doing the jokes I'm about to do, and you're not doing them well. You're doing them poorly. Oh, I like. And so we'll we'll end on this. But what is some because you have Kermit is. Kermit Apio. Yeah. What's some f- bad, horrible introductions that people have messed your name up? Oh, I, well, see, I don't, I don't make a big deal about that because my last name it has more vowels than consonants. Like I literally have one consonant. <laughs> in my, in my, so I, I get it. It's a weird name to, to uh, pronounce. And for the most part, most people 
try. They they do try. Yeah, you know? but I have a ge- generic name, and people mess it up all right. the time. Right. Yes. yes. So I imagine having a, a, a unique exactly. name like that. People just like yeah. can go, you know, make well, it all sorts of stuff. People who speak Spanish tend to say apio because that means celery mm. in Spanish. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. nice. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But people do kind of pronounce it, and it's not. You know, people can get it close. I don't make a big deal out of it. It's, yeah. a, it's a difficult name. And like you said, I've seen all kinds. I mean, I saw Rodney Sherwood yeah. <laughs> called Roger Sherman. So, <laughs> when, when he was when he was done, I, he introduced me and when I said, hey, Roger Sherman, isn't he hilarious, everybody? <laughs> That's rogersherman.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send your hate mail there. <laughs> Uh, so we want to thank you for sitting in with us, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Where can the fine people find you online if they want to check um, you out? Let's see. Just basically my name, Facebook is Kermit Appeal. YouTube is Kermit Appeal. It's always available when I go yes. to these sites and look <laughs> for Kermit Appeal. It always Wait, seems your, to be. Your website is iKerm, right? iKerm.com, okay. yeah, because because Kermit Appeal can be misspelled so many ways. And so this is how I, fi- I felt 15 years ago when I got that. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm going to make it something even crazy. iKerm? iKerm. Yeah, and then I, I know, and it, at the time I thought, oh, it's so simple. It's a play on the Apple thing. I thought it was so smart. And I'd rather have just done my name, which I, I do have that link. I do have Kermit oh, okay. Appeal going there now. Yeah, but, okay. but yeah, this, so I, I, for years I had business cards that iKerm thinking it, it sounded like a business, you know, and it just, yeah. it was a young comic not knowing what the hell to do. <laughs> so you can check him out on iKerm.com and Kermit Appeal on all the social sites. Yeah, and yeah. you have a bunch of videos for Dry Bar Comedy, which are. Yes. I was lucky enough to do a, a Dry Bar special and it's just amazing yeah. what, they, what they've done. And yeah, I've seen yeah. it. It's, qu- it's quality footage. It's all solid It looks stuff. good. Yeah. Yeah. They do a nice job. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man. We really hey, appreciate thank it. Thank you both for having me. Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate no it. It's good to see you both. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Kermit Apio for sitting in. Um, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. What else? Instagram. Yeah, we're not on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> you just started throwing, throwing stuff out. You're yeah. like, check us out. Check us out on Snapchat. <laughs> check us out on, on Vine. <laughs> Periscope. <laughs> so we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, we hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.